welcome to the Web Policy Talk podcast recorded live at the Impact and Policy Research Institute Impri New Delhi Namaste and greetings. I, Ishika Chaudhary, researcher at IMPRI, Impact and Policy Research Institute, Prabhav, Evamniti Anusandhan Sansthan, Nai Dilli, extend my warm welcome to you all to IMPRI hashtag web policy talk. Today, we have gathered for a panel discussion on the topic, caste census, why the delay? As a part of the series, the state of human dignity and development, hashtag inclusive development by INPRI. Moderator for the session is Dr. Ajay Gundavarti, Associate Professor, Center for Political Studies, Jawaharlal Nehru University, New Delhi. We welcome you, sir. I feel very privileged to introduce the distinguished panelists. We have Professor Sujata Suripalli, Prenode activist and head Department of Sociology, Satwahana University, Telangana. We welcome you, ma'am. Abdul Hafiz Gandhi, National Spokesperson, Samajwadi Party. We welcome you, sir. And Dr. Chandan Yadav, National Secretary and Spokesperson of Indian National Congress. We welcome you, sir. We all look forward to learning from the esteemed gathering. Now, I hand over the proceedings to the moderator of the session, Dr. Ajay Gundavarti, sir. Okay, thank you, Ishita, and uh, thanks to Arjun for uh, organizing this uh, very important and timely event on uh, uh, caste census, and this has been pending since uh, quite a few years, you know, this discussion has been going on, and uh, the latest round started with the OBC bill, uh, and I think most of us here uh, would have the consensus on census that uh, there should be a caste uh, census to kind of unravel uh, who has got, who has benefited, which caste groups have kind of benefited uh, in terms of both social wealth and in terms of opportunities. And it's not just about how much ST, ST and OBCs have, but this is also about the caste Hindus, the Brahmins, Banyas and Rajputs, how much of wealth, what has been the wealth variation between these caste groups, and also to locate what has been the social process, social structure, and they're hoping that the census they really open up these questions with concrete data. As of now, we have only perceptions. We have, we broadly know that caste Hindus have continued to hold on to their social and economic privileges, but we do not have any concrete data to actually refer to what uh, in concrete terms uh, that means. Uh, so we are hoping that this caste census would kind of open up and help in concrete policy making to benefit uh, underprivileged uh, social uh, caste in India. But along with that, I would like to pose a few questions for the panelists and for the discussion in general that uh, uh, caste census obviously is not going to be like a magic wand that uh, it will open up uh, gates for all kinds of social transformation. It is going to come with its own uh, set of problems, with its own set of new complexities uh, for social policy and for society and uh, politics in general. 
So few questions that I would really like to uh, kind of to just flag off uh, uh, this discussion. You know that uh, the first question that you know that often is raised uh, that in terms of concrete social wealth, we are aware that privatization by and large process of globalization LPG, what we generally refer to as refer to it as LPG, has kind of uh, uh, unduly benefited caste Hindus. Many of the upper caste uh, have moved to the uh, private sector and others have uh, left behind. Uh, so my first uh, proposition, that, I mean, just kind of thinking aloud, is that uh, what does social justice here involve for uh, Dalits and OBCs? That on one hand, we seem to be arguing that we need to oppose privatization as such. You know, there are groups like, I think, Sujata is involved with the uh, right to education movement and uh, the All India Right to Education Forum is in principle opposed to any private capital in education sector. They want education and health, at least two uh, basic issues to completely shift to public good and complete state investment. Uh, but on the other hand, we are also demanding more reservations in the private sector. I think this is creating a block, a kind of a smoke screen for social justice parties, for those who are arguing for more reservations in the private sector. So will uh, census really give us concrete political strategies of, of how to move forward? How do we do both these things, that we ask less privatization of health and education, yet we demand more uh, reservations in uh, private sector. Are these really cancelling out each other or can we imagine some strategy where we can think that both of these things can go together, especially uh, with social justice and you know, Dalit uh, and OBC uh, related political parties and social groups. My second uh, question that really is at the top of everyone's mind is that on one hand, we, we also argue that uh, the way forward for social justice is really to dilute caste identities, allow for caste mobility, allow for inter-caste mingling, so on and so forth. And this has been a general worry many post-colonial scholars. This has been part of Indian uh, no public discourse that by through census, were actually the beginning point of certain kind of a rigidity that caste, you know, Sujitto Kaviraj calls it from fuzzy to enumerated, that earlier caste was fuzzy, there was some mobility possible, some intermixing, but with enumeration through colonial uh, state, uh, through the colonial period, caste assumed a certain kind of a rigidity. So this, I think, again, raises a series of questions that uh, with, will caste census uh, are we thinking in terms of caste census then fundamentally changing the anti-caste strategy? That uh, are we, is it not a, a real worry of some, uh, you know, that uh, caste will now gain a certain kind of rigidity and therefore the stigma that these identities, because these are not, you know, fraternal identities. These are not identities that are merely in terms of difference, but these are really hierarchical identities where there is tremendous amount of stigma, social discrimination, uh, so this kind of attribute, because Ambedkar himself did not want identity to solidify. He wanted mobility, but he was also looking at uh, how to loosen up fluid, make these identities fluid. So how do we then uh, see this process that with caste census, uh, how do we address this question of anti-caste? How do we address this question of loosening up of uh, caste-based uh, uh, no, practices? Uh, because what we, we, we get to see with Dalit Bhajan politics 
is as i said in the previous section they are demanding more private uh, not reservations in private sector similarly when it comes to education uh, sujata would know that at least in andhra pradesh and telangana there is a demand for uh, english education uh, no complete english education in public schools but there is no demand from dalit bahujan politics in terms of uh, uh, common school system so uh, uh, will we therefore caste census will they end up by offering us some kind of a neater immediate uh, uh, no some kind of that look like solution but in the long run that might prove uh, to be counterproductive to dalit bahujan interest third uh, question is obviously the rise of hindu right wing uh, politics that what uh, hindutva kind of politics are today uh, doing is at least to amount a fair fair uh, amount of success and uh, abdul lafiz would know this working in uttar pradesh closely that uh, a certain kind of a hindu appeal cutting across caste has definitely grown and has met with uh, some success uh, especially uh, though uh, uh, how how do uh, how do we think that uh, the question of socio economic backwardness that we are going to raise through caste census is going to impact uh, the operation of hindu identity that uh, uh, no because most dalit bahujans today as i read the situation seems to be seeing inclusion into the hindu fold and i often discuss this with uh, chandan uh, is seen as a mobility uh, are we expecting that caste census is going to put a break on this kind of a majoritarian hindu consolidation or uh, would it be fair to argue that uh, caste census by itself uh, may not put a break on uh, hindu majoritarian consolidation uh, that's my my third question my fourth uh, 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 question that uh, that uh, uh, is really seems to be very pertinent is that uh, what is it going to do to intra subaltern intra caste relations within subaltern caste within dalit and obc because this now caste we know that you know uttar pradesh bjp's experiment as the success of bjp's experiment primarily has been to win away non jatav dalit social groups and non yadav lower end obc with caste census not only will we be uh, questioning uh, caste hindu consolidation or the power social power and economic wealth that caste hindus enjoy but we will also have to uh, i think this data about for instance yadav gaining more uh, in the context of bihar and uttar pradesh as against other caste will also come out so those those that kind of a data might also come out or malas in the context of andhra pradesh vizavi uh, other sub caste uh, within dalit also will come out jatavs in the context of up so how do we now what do we think uh, can be the possible fallout of uh, this kind of a data that this is also uh, will it not lead to what we are talking of a bahujan unity that in fact it might lead to a certain social stress it might lead to growing intra subaltern conflict conflicts between obc and dalit might also you know uh, go up with uh, with this kind of a data coming uh, to a forefront my last question obviously is the interrelation between caste and uh, communalism that uh, what kind of an equation Uh, are we expecting the general assumption in indian politics uh, by political scientists has been that uh, more secular caste 
identity consolidation will lead to less communalism. My own hunch is that post neoliberalism, I think growing identitarian politics, narrow identity views uh, have not led to secular outcomes, but have only led to more. Uh, in why that should be, I think that's a very complex question. I'm not going to go into that, but that's there for all of us to kind of see that in some sense, narrow identity consolidation is also enabling both neoliberal kind of reforms and also an anti-Muslim kind of sentiment. It has to do with masculinity, various other social factors. I don't think that's very relevant in the immediate uh, sense. I mean, if some of you wish to go into those sociological details, you are most welcome to do it. But I think the overall uh, anxiety is that uh, this kind of uh, narrow caste-based identity mobilization is somehow also contributing to a majoritarian communalism, targeting Muslims uh, because of the anxieties, social wealth, and what Uttar Pradesh BJP has been doing following the kind of a policy of dispossession of Muslims. We have seen that in Muzaffarnagar, that scores of Muslims are being now displaced from their villages, you know, concentrated in some camps, and I don't know what RSS has in terms of long, the worst one can imagine. Therefore, uh, one, one may have to also link this uh, uh, process of consensus, because if you look at the census, it's very interesting what BJP is doing, the OBC bill, that they're only interested in the census of the OBCs. They're not interested in you know, caste Hindu census. They're only going to tell us how much of uh, which group in OBCs has. So there is an element of mischief that uh, might come into play. So those are my uh, preliminary things that I wanted to flag off in the 10 minutes allotted by Arjun. I now welcome Abdul Hafiz Gandhi to make his presentation in 15 minutes and tell us, I mean, he can cover. Over to you, Abdul. Uh, uh, thank you, uh, Dr. Ajay Gutavartiji. And uh, I would like to thank MPRI for giving uh, me this opportunity to present my point of view. Now, I would like to start from the point uh, that uh, uh, so caste is a reality in Indian society. You cannot negate it. You accept it, you disapprove it, but you cannot negate it. So caste is, uh, you know, the, the reality. The other thing is that, that as far as uh, my point of view is concerned, social justice is all about representation. Representation in various walks of life, whether it is public institutions, private sector, even judiciary. I count judiciary uh, uh, because judiciary should also have diverse point of view. And uh, since we have collegium system, so that diversity is not uh, there in the judiciary. So my point of view is that that if you want justice, then there must be diversity of views. So until and unless there is diversity in views, justice cannot be ensured, whether it is social justice or whatever you, you call justice is. Now, if there is a problem, you need data for that. Because without data, you cannot analyze the problem. So if you have a disease, in scientific terms, you, if, if you have a disease, then you need scientific data in order to analyze the disease, in order to provide the, you know, the, the medicines or the solution for that disease. So similarly, I look the caste census that if there is a problem in Indian society, then you need to have data for that. Now, as you know that privileges are, you know, differently enjoyed by different communities. So there are dominant communities, there are non-dominant uh, uh, communities in India. And still, 
because this is my hunch and this is my uh, you know presumption that most of the power positions and privileges they are still enjoyed by the dominant caste it is not uh, despite the fact that we have reservation since you know decades the benefit of reservation has not reached the targeted uh, section of the society uh, i don't know whether there is a institutional bias or we have not been able to you know effectively operationalize the reservation provisions in the constitution i cannot say with exactness that what is the reason but still we have not been able to give the benefit to the targeted section and that is why we should know who in the society is enjoying privileges and for that you need to have data now if you count obc because bjp in 2018 promised that they will uh, in 2021 they will carry out obc uh, you know count in the census but now they are in an ambivalent situation because when 11 member committee from uh, bihar met prime minister prime minister has not said anything the delegation said everything to the prime minister the prime minister has not said anything but nationally the bjp is ambivalent but if you look at uh, bihar the bihar bjp is not approaching the caste census they i think they are in favor so i say that if you count obc then that can you know record the discrimination aspect of the thing but if you have the all castes all caste census then you come to know about the privilege aspect of it so unless you come to know about the privilege aspect of it there is no use of you know uh, you know counting obc because if you count obc then you can count the discrimination aspect of it but i want to know that who is enjoying what which section of the society is enjoying you know how much a uh, privilege how much positions they are having and how much percentage uh, of uh, there is in the population and my party is of the view that we believe in the you know the slogan jiski jitni hissedari uski utni bhagedari aur ye kahin na kahin democratic concept hai ye democratic hai ki jiski jitni population ho uske hisab se hona chahiye and we to have constitutional provisions supporting my point of view if you look at article 16 then the clauses of article 16 says that there must be adequacy of a certain sections of the society in public institutions as well as educational institutions so adequacy must be there and when i say education it says that jiski jitni sankhya bhari uski utni hissedari now if you look legally then supreme court is of the view that for inclusion and exclusion of caste from the reservation system you need solid evidence solid data now unless you have a data how to exclude an into you don't have obc data because you are relying on the data which was collected in 1931 because 1931 was the last uh, caste data so you supreme court say that you need you know quantifiable data data you need solid evidence for including and excluding certain caste groups Uh, from taking the benefits of reservation but how do you do it you don't have the data to support the inclusion or the exclusion of certain communities and i have not seen a country where you provide affirmative action and you do not count the social groups so when you are having provisions in the constitution for providing affirmative action to certain sections of the society you must count it why you are afraid of counting it then you can conduct the caste census of sts and scs why not about obcs 
and why not about all upper, uh, the remaining upper caste? You can conduct that very easily. So here I would like to come to the two points that there is still a debate going as uh, Dr. Ajay Gurdavardi pointed out that party that is BJP which is in power is ready to count OBCs but it is not ready to count the, the remaining section which is the, the upper caste section of Indian society. Now if you uh, say that they are going to count the OBC section then there is no operational difficulty in that because you just need to add one single column of OBC in the the, 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 the census because there is already the, the counting of STs and SCs and you need to add only one column of OBC and by adding only one column you can count about 60 to 80 percent of the Indian population because already you are counting STs and STs so by adding uh, OBCs to one column of the OBC you can count 60 to 80 percent of the Indian population now the remaining 20 percent of the population you may say, now there is one uh, practical aspect of it that you may say that as far as OBC is concerned, there is no, uh, you know, the list, because list of OBC differs from state to state, then that may pose serious challenge as far as OBC count is concerned. Now here I have a solution to it, that if you want to count OBC, then there is a central list. Then you can have the central list for counting OBC population. But my point of view is, that you should count every section of the society because unless you count every section of the society the privilege aspect the privilege aspect of it would not come out discrimination aspect would come out with the counting of obcs but the privilege aspect will not come out because i was reading uh, state of madras versus champakam durai rajan and there i came to know about that uh, in that very particular area the Brahmins, they were 3.2%, but they were enjoying the post till 70 to 80%. Public posts, the subdivisional magistrate, etc., etc., judges, etc. And these figures are given in the Dorai Rajan case. Now, you can have the discrimination, discrimination aspect, but unless you count the all caste, you will not come to know about the regular aspect of it. Now the problem is that we do not have the ready-made list of uh, the the general past. How to how to how to count them? Now we can have the solution to this problem also because if you look the anthropological survey of India's encyclopedia survey, then they have a survey called People of India. Now by taking the help of the People of India survey, you can count the upper caste also you can very easily count the upper caste. So the argument of those sections of the people who say that it is very difficult to count the upper uh, caste people, I would say that they must refer to this People of India survey and they would have, uh, you know, they can e very easily uh, count the, the, uh, the uh, uh, sections from the uh, uh, upper, upper caste. Now, the, uh, I'm very much clear that caste census is required. Now, the other aspect is why there is a delay in conducting caste census. As I say that now the BJP is now backtracking from its promise of 2018 when they say said that they would count the OBC, but now they are also not ready as far as the OBC is concerned. They are in an ambivalent situation. Now, there are certain political parties and pressure groups which are dominated by a particular class of people and they don't want to come the you know the truth to come out and truth is that still the marginalized sections they are not enjoying the benefits which they were 
promised. Now, Bihar Assembly in 2019 and 2020, they passed an unanimous resolution in favor of the caste census. Similar thing can be done by those parties which claim to represent the marginalized sections of the society. Why they can't do the same thing from the assemblies? When there was a CAA bill, CAA law, then certain assemblies passed resolutions against implementing CAA. When there were three farm laws implemented by the government of India, certain state assemblies this passed resolution against implementing farm laws. Why the similar exercise is not conducted in favor of caste census from these different assemblies? When Bihar assembly can do it, why other assemblies and other political parties who are at the helm of affairs in, in states or who represent the marginalized sections of society, they do the same thing. So my point of view is that we must not only conduct the OBC count, we must conduct the all caste count because that is how you would be able to know that which section of the society is enjoying which privilege and which position and uh, um, what power. Now, I would also say that it is not only about the count of the Hindu religion. I think this survey must be conducted, you know, cutting across religious lines. This survey must be conducted uh, of the Muslim communities also because there is a large section of the society called Basmanda in Muslim communities. They, are all, they, they, they also lag behind as far as their own development is concerned. There is also the calling of benefit and privileges and power by certain section of the society in the Muslim community also. Now the same applies to the Christianity, Buddhism, Sikh, Jain, Parsis, etc. Now there can be the argument that these castes do not, these religions do not have castes. Then, then how to count them? But the reality is that that religions may be egalitarian, but the followers are not, you know, following what principles are laid down in the religious scriptures. So religion may be egalitarian, but the caste system is there in every religion, whether you say uh, you, you take Christianity, you take Muslims, you take Sikhs, Jains, Parsis, etc. because caste system is there. So I would say that it should not be only about uh, the count of the caste system in the Hindu religion, but this must be, you know, uh, provided that the, the count should be from um, uh, all, these, uh, all, all religions. Now, why now I'm returning back to the importance of uh, counting caste, why it is important. Now, I, I would li like to take you to 2019 when economically weaker section quota bill was passed in the parliament. Now, within three, four days, this bill was cleared. On 8th January, it was introduced. It was passed by one house. The other day, it was passed by the other house. And by 12th January, it was published in the official gadget. So within four or five days, this EWS reservation, which was 103 constitutional amendment, was implemented across the country. No survey was conducted. Now, how come the government come to know that this particular section of the society is lagging behind in development indices? So no demand was there because no, we, I have not seen any hesitation in favor of uh, the people uh, that you must provide EWS. No protest, no street demonstration, but on a very fine morning, we come to know that there was a bill in the parliament. And the press also supported it. The press 
who is dominated by particular section who is always opposed reservation they did not say a single word against pws reservation they accepted it they accepted it without any full stop or comma comma now why i am saying this that supreme court again and again is saying that you need data now where was the data when ews reservation was introduced and that through a constitutional amendment and what sort and what sort of reservation you put 8 lakh limit ceiling is 8 lakh now 8 lakh comes to 66000 rupees per month who is a poor who is earning 66000 rupees a month can you categorize him as a poor now this reservation i say this reservation is actually provided to the middle class of the upper caste it is not ews economically weaker section economically weaker weaker section they does not earn 66000 rupees a month so this reservation is to the middle class of the economical the upper caste because bill specifically says that scs sts and obcs are excluded from this reservation iska seedha matlab hai ki middle class jo bacha usko hi reservation karne ke liye chahega ab koi data nahi tha ab aap double standards dekhiye when the obc reservation was increased in madhya pradesh to 27% this was said by the madhya pradesh high court but when this constitutional amendment 103 constitutional amendment was challenged in the supreme court which also breached the 50% ceiling limit provided by indra sane and supreme court did not you know state the implementation of it is ews reservation so whenever it comes to the question of providing reservation to obc the court will act and i am saying this with due respect to higher judiciary i we can criticize the judgment of the judiciary i am not imputing motives to any judge but i am saying that you have double standards as when you implement reservation provisions because madhya pradesh 27% reservation to obcs you will state but when a bill which was not properly discussed in parliament which was passed in four days and about which there was no popular demand from the people no demonstration no public protest etc and you passed the bill and supreme court didn't state didn't state and there was no data and therefore i am saying that if supreme court is saying that for exclusion and inclusion of obc caste you need solid data solid evidence then i think that when we are demanding that all caste must be counted i am saying that we are somewhere down the line obeying the supreme court judgments the supreme court delivered from time to time and here i would like to rest my case and i would say that there must be all caste census conducted by the government of india isse jo caste identity hai kaha jata hai ki isse division create hoga lekin hum religious ground par census mein count karte hain usse to division paida nahi hota hum sts sts ko hum count karte hain usse division paida nahi hota lekin hum obc ka agar kar lenge agar hum all caste ka kar lenge to division ho jayega aur daily hamare matrimonial columns भरे रहते हैं और इसलिए कहा जाता है कि जो बीमारी पहले आई थी वो पहले जानी चाहिए लेकिन इस कास्ट सिस्टम को हम बचाकर रखते हैं 
फ्रॉम द टाइम वी आर बॉर्न और जो हमारी जो अपब्रिंगिंग होती है वो भी कहीं ना कहीं वो एक जो सोशल कैपिटल होता है उसके बेसिस पर होती है हमको जो प्रिवलेजेस मिलते हैं वो सोशल कैपिटल के बेसिस पर मिलते हैं जिस जगह हम पैदा होते हैं इसलिए जो अम्बलिकल कॉर्ड है ना उससे बहुत सारे प्रिवलेजेस पावर पोजिशन आपकी जो हैरारती है आपके जो जो ऑनर एंड डिग्निटी आपको मिलेगा वो जो आपके एम्बलिकल कॉर्ड है उससे कहीं ना कहीं जुड़े और मुझे लगता है कि जब तक कास्ट सिस्टम के खात्मे की हम बात नहीं करते हैं सिस्टम की हम बात नहीं करते हैं तब तक जो उससे जुड़े बेनिफिट्स हैं मुझे लगता है कि वो चलते रहने चाहिए क्योंकि हम कास्ट सिस्टम के खात्मे की कभी बात नहीं करते मैंने तो कोई प्रोटेस्ट आज तक नहीं देखा जहां पर एनिलेशन ऑफ कास्ट सिस्टम की बात की गई हो बाई स्पेशली अपर कास्ट पीपल बहुत बड़े प्रोटेस्ट मैंने नहीं देखे और हम उनके जो नामों के नाम नमन क्लीचर हैं उनसे भी हम समझ सकते हैं हम ये मान सकते हैं कि बचपन में उनके नाम रख दिए गए होंगे लेकिन जब दसवीं क्लास में वो गए होंगे बारहवीं क्लास में जो गए होंगे बाद में भी आप एफिडेविट लगाकर चेंज कर सकते हैं लेकिन हम चेंज नहीं करते क्योंकि वो जो नाम जुड़ा हुआ है ना उससे हमारे प्रिवलेजेस डिसाइड होते हैं हम हम माने ना माने एजुकेशन इंस्टीट्यूशन में नौकरियों में पब्लिक इंस्टीट्यूशन में इवन इन जुडिशरी आई कैन काउंट मेनी केसेस जहां पर कहीं ना कहीं जो हमारे जजेस जाते हैं वो हमारे भीतर से ही जाते हैं सोसाइटी से ही जाते हैं और वो किस तरह से बात करते हैं आप स्टेट ऑफ बॉम्बे वर्सेस नर्सू अपा मालिका केस देख लीजिए जहां पर ये फैसला होना था कि वेदर पर्सनल लॉस दे आर लॉस विद इन द मीनिंग ऑफ आर्टिकल थर्टीन और नॉट एंड वेदर पर्सनल लॉस क्वान्टिटिक फंडामेंटल राइट और नॉट एंड इफ द क्वान्टिटिक फंडामेंटल राइट पर्सनल लॉ शुड बी स्टार्ट आउट लेकिन बॉम्बे हाई कोर्ट ने कहा और उसमें बहुत प्रोग्रेसिव जज थे एमसी छाबला उन्होंने कहा नो पर्सनल लॉज आर नॉट लॉस विद इन मीनिंग ऑफ आर्टिकल थर्टीन और हम जो पर्सनल लॉज में इनक्वायरिटीज हैं उनको उनमें हम इंफ्यूज नहीं कर सकते मॉडर्न कंसेप्ट लाइक इक्वालिटी लाइक डिग्निटी एक्सेप्ट बॉम्बे हाईकोर्ट रिफ्यूज और उसी को सुप्रीम कोर्ट ने कई जजमेंट में जो है वो एक तरह से अपहेड किया है सुप्रीम कोर्ट ने जो केस हुआ था उसमें सुप्रीम कोर्ट ने कहा कि किसी प्रॉपर केस में हम नर्सू अपनेटीज है अगर पर्सनल लॉस को हम लॉस मान लेंगे विद इन आर्टिकल थर्टीन तो बहुत सारी इनक्वालिटीज दूर हो जाएंगे लेकिन सुप्रीम कोर्ट तक ने पर्सनल लॉस को लॉस नहीं माना है और शायद आपको एक केस याद होगा श्री कृष्ण सही वर्सेज मथुरा उसमें सवाल यह था कि वेदर दलित कैन बी अस्ट ऑफ अ टेम्पल और नॉट सुप्रीम कोर्ट ने कहा कि हम इंटरप्रेट नहीं कर सकते ये पर्सनल लॉ का मसला है पर्सनल लॉज को हम कॉन्स्टिट्यूशनल जो स्क्रूटनी है फंडामेंटल राइट की उस पर हम कस नहीं सकते तो बहुत सारी चीजें हैं और ये क्यों आ रहा है ये वो अपब्रिंगिंग से आ रहा है जो बचपन से लेकर जो मेरी एक तरह से अपब्रिंगिंग हुई है वो अपब्रिंगिंग से आ रहा है और इसीलिए मैं समझता हूं कि कास्ट सेंसस होना चाहिए पता लगना चाहिए कि कौन कितने प्रिवलेजेस उठा रहा है कौन कम होते हुए भी सदियों से आज भी जो है वो डोमिनेट पोजीशंस में है और वही डिसीजन मेकिंग में है और जब तक मार्जलाइज सेक्शन डिसीजन मेकिंग में नहीं आएंगे तब तक सोशल जस्टिस की बात नहीं की जा सकती जब तक सबसेंटिव जस्टिस की बात नहीं की जा सकती तो मैं आप यहीं पर अपनी बात खत्म करना चाहूंगा माई पार्टी एंड आई एम इन टोटल आई टोटल फेवर That there must be, you know, all caste census होना चाहिए सिर्फ ओबीसी का नहीं होना चाहिए बल्कि ऑल कास्ट सेंसेस होना चाहिए तभी मैं समझता हूँ कि सोसाइटी की जो हकीकत है वही निकल कर आएगी और उससे फिर हम अपनी पॉलिसीज बना सकते हैं
क्योंकि जब आपके डाटा होगा तो आप टारगेटेड पॉलिसीज बना सकते जब तक आपके पास डेटा नहीं तब तक आप टारगेटेड पॉलिसीज नहीं बना सकते तो ये हमारी कंट्री का जो पब्लिक इंटरेस्ट है या पब्लिक वेलफेयर है उसकी भी इंटरेस्ट में है कि हमारे पास डेटा होना चाहिए बहुत बहुत शुक्रिया धन्यवाद थैंक यू थैंक यू अब्दुल जी सर वेरी पावरफुल प्रेजेंटेशन आई थिंक यू क्लियरली ब्रॉट आउट द डबल स्टैंडर्ड इन सास्ट हिंदूज दैट व्हेन व्हेन इट्स अ क्वेश्चन ऑफ प्रिविलेजेस दे सीम टू बी थिंकिंग दैट देयर शुड बी नो कास्ट but when it is a question of for their privileges getting affected then they think that caste is a, a problem and therefore they do not want caste to be counted so i think uh, the one of the important points that you mentioned that the social powers that upper caste have to make a choice when to you know uh, become upper caste and when not to become upper caste and when to become casteless i think that itself is a kind of a social power which maybe other caste do not have obc and obc does not himself decide when he is an obc and when he is not So I think that invisibility, uh, you know, of, of caste privileges, I think, is what you are hinting at that this caste census uh, would kind of uh, expose. So I now invite with great pleasure Professor Sujata Surapalli, who is a very well-known activist and a much liked social activist across uh, Telangana. And uh, Sujata, over to you. Yeah, thank you, Ajay. Um, I think there is nothing left after Rafiq Ji spoke about everything. but i would like to uh, share my experience here from telangana and also uh, as a teacher of sociology i think we uh, the caste we are anyway caste society india but the government wants to make it as a class society you know that is why you know economic basis a reservation for economic basis and they at particular point whenever the issue of caste comes it again uh, immediately triggers the reservation you know it immediately triggers the merit it immediately triggers the uh, inequality everything comes so but when the reservation introduced by baba saheb ambedkar i think it is just for a 10 years and uh, you know with with the uh, with the reservations in education in politics in you know employment probably you know these inequalities will go but unfortunately uh, till date uh, all the educated i am happy with the uneducated but uh, and at some point we are consolidating it rather than you know um, mitigating it in rather rather than uh, annihilating it what happened is two years back i did a study in schedule caste in telangana with the council for social development to my surprise uh, we have uh, actually 61 castes scheduled castes in telangana and uh, earlier erstwhile andhra pradesh and in five districts i could only locate 25 castes uh, i was very surprised you know where are the all the other uh, 61 castes were there again you know that caste was made before the independence the huge list of uh, scheduled castes and um, then i inquired in couple of government offices some cars actually were you can, you go to the collector office and you will easily get a caste certificate and some cars very minute small cars within the schedule cars they don't get a caste certificate easily so i think i also come from a very small sub caste so they started migrating to the other mala madiga caste to you know get the capacity so my uh, rough estimation was most of the small sub castes 
due to the complexity in getting the certificates, they have migrated to the nearby caste. So this reality is you know, being a Dalit, having, you know, attending so many activities. I come to know that the huge number has reduced and uh, or maybe uh, um, the research area is not having that, but I probably 90% uh, I did inquiries at all. So this is an indication that if you don't have a data, proper data, and uh, how are you going to make a, um, policies or beneficiaries? Uh, that is one part. But the other part is like, um, is it really very difficult to get a data? I think it's no, because um, there is a saying in Bihar politics, I think all of you know that in Bihar, they don't cast their vote, but they vote for caste, right? So every political party has a data and every political party has the caste congregations and uh, because I am also one of the cont uh, contested in elections in 2017 from BSP that uh, every politician and every party has before entering into the ground, we all have a caste data. It is not a difficult to get a data, but it is the difficult to, you know, interpret it because now whenever the caste census, we are talking about only OBCs as uh, Hafizji was saying, that we're not talking about all others. Recently, me and other uh, Professor Bangya has edited the DNT tribes for EPW on an um, issue. And we were very surprised, even after 75 years, we are talking about the people who are denotified. We are not even notified then. And uh, mo uh, we say most backward caste and all. So we have in India people who are not notified as a human beings because uh, they're nowhere. They're nowhere in the any caste groups and uh, they are criminal tribes, they're denotified tribes. And that part we have, we left it. But the other side, if Telangana you take, uh, we have Pakka caste data because uh, our government gives uh, pigs to pig rarers, fishes to fisher communities goats to you know goat rarers yadavs and all uh, but if you come the whole question uh, here comes which community is uh, availed the most privileges like earlier uh, speaker was saying that everybody even a blind man in the in the in india can say that even in judiciary in politics in in all iits in universities uh, only one one community, uh, which is not even five percent or a three percent, enjoying every every reservation. But now uh, we have a contrary that the central government says that um, delaying the caste census, and one part of BJP wants a caste census, but it is again we can simply understand it's a whole more than a social justice point of view. It is an election funda that most of the groups want a caste census, then uh, the, that is coming from there. And here the central government don't want a caste census because of the, uh, you know, for last 10 years, we have um, at least uh, school enrollment says that uh, 121 crores to 137, an estimation from the school enrollment uh, that it is clearly saying because in the, at least in the child uh, enrollment, now we have universal enrollment uh, 
system it says that uh, 45% obcs and uh, government has a 15% but 90% scs and they are saying 17% uh, 11% um, um, sts so if we really want um, if we really want a caste data it is not a difficult but government is delaying whenever i look for uh, this uh, the whole issue and the complexity complexity i think i uh, it comes to my mind the women's reservation bill you know so the i think the only bill which is pending in in india for uh, for centuries for decades uh, sorry for decades because every time uh, we raise the issue they say that uh, all possible things they put in as 25% to upper caste this caste and i remember one one um, mp statement that why do i sign on my death penalty you know when then in the context of reservation bill so uh, my point is that uh, if your government wants a, a caste census it is not a big deal we can get it and we do have state wide on different policies and programs and school enrollments and uh, not as accurate as the census perhaps but definitely we have certain uh, data which is available but um, when when we talk about the caste i said that uh, we talk about the reservation and privileged sections these three things come to uh, come to place but for me as an ambedkarite when we talk about the caste annihilation of caste should come first because that will never come first because we don't talk about it our policies are not into it and uh, suddenly people will realize that by counting the caste then we are dividing the society as uh, mahatma gandhi said that uh, when we ask for separate electorates that uh, you are dividing the people no because caste is such a rigid thing that um until unless we want to annihilate it and it cannot be annihilated but we don't have that agenda at all because uh, through constitution the entire framework is annihil equality you know liberty freedom but we are guided by manusmriti then the constitution but even the caste census those who are asking for it those who are delaying for it both wants the caste to be you know Uh, uh to be intact and to be present because um one particular thing is uh, during lockdown we saw that i mean one or two points i, I uh, anyway earlier uh, speaker covered that uh, migrant issue we have seen that during the lockdown and also um uh, education we have seen how it is impacting not having a data how it is impact forget about the reservation because ajay already said that we are no more a welfare state so when there is no more welfare state then there is no well jobs and reservation right we are already we are not even a capitalist so uh, we when we are not a welfare state then we obviously uh, do not have reservations but i don't know but the whole uh, topic discussion goes around reservations so adding about the reservations in private sector obviously because ambedkar wanted these vulnerable groups in in the hands of the government because he clearly uh, uh, he he has a picture that in caste society these minorities the less tribals women 
they don't get a justice that's why government has to you, you know uh, do justice for these communities but government is uh, uh, operating through caste lines because uh, uh, votes in politics uh, you know as kanshiram said um, uh, man mazil uh, all those um, uh, money media mafia all those things now caste is one important thing in in the uh, politics so um, this caste everybody wants and they they it is very much clear because um, in telangana we have a one day one day survey um, it's a very big uh, event uh, after the telangana form even that time they have calculated the caste of the entire telangana so my point is that caste qualifications are clear but uh, they don't want to publish it because uh, because of you know is for schooling either for policies either for reservations and uh, uh, if you talk about the nomadic tribes either that whole point is lost we missed that nomadic tribes and we are also missing the uh, minorities because uh, obcs one more question had come why only obcs so if we see the indian situation as of now only obcs are holding the hinduism that is very clear because scst somehow of course sts are also into the hindu fold so this uh, whole hinduism is directly linked to the uh, obc caste census so that is uh, one thing so uh, i'll close by saying that why we are asking uh, reservations in private sector because there is no option there is no government jobs and reservation obviously you have private sector and uh, private sector is also availing the government benefits so when private sector is availing the government benefits then people have a right to ask for a reservation so that is how a uh, reservation and uh, dividing the society we are already divided society and uh, i don't think that uh, until unless we work with the aim of annihilation of caste we still remain a divisive society and uh, uh, that is a very far dream i'll stop here thank you if i make it any sense <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course. I think I think the absolute clarity that uh, <clears throat> caste. I think we have to be very clear that the census is not creating any new division. It is only mm -hmm. highlighting those divisions and the discrimination and privileges on the other side that have already existed for a very long time. So I think there need to be no confusion that the census is not going to create any new kind of. And as you have rightly pointed out, that uh, we are debating reservations for such long time. but there are hardly any jobs left in the government sector and they are debating for about 2% jobs i think the entire social justice has got reduced around so i think that question we need to how is how uh, is caste census going to really alter that situation or it is going to only exacerbate demanding something that actually does not actually exist you know exists, that yes. how is caste census going to help i think something like the muslim question that you know you have such a huge narrative of muslim appeasement well all social economic indicators show they are on the actually on the decline but the narrative is something else and therefore 
there's a false debate. So one of the questions we might want to pick up later is that uh, how is this caste census going to help us in you know, this large scale you know, social and economic division that exists? Are we going to end up you know, uh, fighting for something that does not exist? You know, in the government, there's hardly any jobs left. And with this new government, there's now what is called monetization. Ajay, one, one point, one yeah. minute, that because we are identified with our caste, right? Elsewhere, maybe in other countries, you are identified as a human being or a citizen, right? Here, mm. that's why we demand for a caste census because denotified tribes is the right example because you are not notified at all. Mm. So, but to be, uh, this is also a question of notifying as a citizen that you exist here. So, uh, that uh, that is how through the caste, not as a human being. So, that's probably the yeah, one more... Yes, true, yeah. I agree. So that is, I think, in the, I remember once discussing with Gopal Guru, he made this point when I was critiquing informalization. He said for the Dalit to move from village to urban in an informal sector itself is a kind of a mobility. So I think we are stuck with a very complex uh, situation, you know, where uh, uh, we really do not know. We talk about annihilation of caste, but we really do not know where to begin. How do you begin to kind of, kind of annihilate caste? So on that front, with that, I think we'll move to my good friend Chandan, who is uh, heading a national party, so he has additional responsibility of telling us how uh, we can go about uh, you know, undoing these social privileges and uh, what does caste annihilation actually mean for him. Okay, to, over to you, Chandan. Chandan, sir, please unmute yourself. Thank you, Arunji, Ajayji, Sujata ji, Abdulji, for giving me an opportunity to discuss, uh, have it, uh, some sort of a discussion on this very uh, topic. And finally, Arunji, you have take out the big uh, fat elephant from drawing room and we are discussing about caste. It's very heartening to see. Uh, the problem with the entire public intellectual of all colors was some sort of an ostrich-like escapism on the idea of caste. So what I have been seeing uh, for a month at least, there much has been written about, public intellectuals of all colors have been writing about. And before uh, getting into the uh, details of this, let me, uh, let me tell you what is very clear about caste census. What is, uh, what is caste census is all about? Where is the real issue? The really real issue is for the counting of other backward castes. Already the countings for scheduled castes, scheduled tribes, and religious minorities exist. The problem only lies with now counting of the all the castes, not only the counting their heads, but also their economic prosperity, their representation in every space of life, the distribution of wealth, land, everything. So recently we were, uh, we saw a report by, uh, I guess, NSSO, which said that 10% of population it has the control over almost 60% of resources. So now the question caste sanctions will throw is who all constitute this 10% of the population? Usme kaun kaun se log hai? Kahan se aare unki kya social profiling here. So in a sense, the major problem lies in, or the major 
question that comes is only uh, many of the intellectuals, those who are opposed to this caste census, as Ajay Gudavarti has rightly pointed, had five apprehensions they have, is uh, on what they are going to do with the caste census. Like, if they are counting caste groups, how it is going to help it. So, in that sense, let's uh, start by suggesting uh, you talked about, let me take the, the first example of how the Hindutva, like I had been uh, hearing and being written about also by many public intellectuals, the OBC is considered to be now the main careers of uh, Hindutva ideology, or uh, it's like there to be blamed to be becoming uh, more communal. But the fact of the matter is uh, 70 crore population, if uh, suggest they belongs to OBC community or more than that, because I'm just quoting BP Mandal uh, in way back uh, 90, according to 1931 census. And so that time there were only 4,000 castes in amongst OBCs. Now there are about more than 6,500 castes. So I don't know what is the real OBC population uh, exactly, because more and more castes have been included, including the centralist, and now the state has been given. Now my main uh, focus will be on that Hindutva, the idea of Hindutva, as one of the, I heard public intellectuals suggesting, if you are not Hindus, then we are Brahmins, we are Yadavs, we are uh, Chhatriyas, we are Rajputs, we are uh, EBCs, we are Dalits. So in that sense, it's okay to have a social discrimination based on caste. It is okay to have, uh, not addressing the issue of so social diversity in every sphere of our democracy. As Abdulji has already pointed out, and so is Sujata, you know, you, you consider these four pillars of democracy, whether bureaucracy, judiciary, corporates, and press. So 10% uh, on 90% of white collar jobs, where the decisions making takes place in Lutian's Delhi or in any uh, Lutian's capital, I mean, whether in Patna, whether in Lucknow, the decision making body where the policies are being formed, where uh, policies related to uh, population of this country are being uh, drafted. There hardly you see any kind of uh, diversity being respected. And all of us know in academics, okay, the diversity brings better results. Diversity gives you better policy making. So why not that so idea of social diversity is being practiced or being addressed. So caste census, not having a caste census is giving rise to so many uh, problems in that sense. If people are now coming to conclusion or making a sweeping statement on the basis of hearsay, not having a concrete data, keep, uh, reservation has not benefited, why reservation will continue for only 10 years, why reservation uh, is, is no, the idea of reservation is giving rise to more casteism why particular caste has taken the most benefit out of it. We have no data to support this. In fact, I was uh, just going through one data by Christopher Jeffrelet, where he has claimed uh, in Bihar, ki the, the dominant community in Bihar, the per capita income of that dominant, dominant community is less than most of the EBC's communities. Maybe, yes, certain dominant communities do got the benefit of uh, electorally uh, electoral domain may they got benefited because of this mandalization of politics definitely 
the dominant community by their sheer numbers in democracy they have got benefited but when it comes to the per capita income of that community when it, when it comes to their education profiling when it comes to their land holdings they are far far behind many of the other dominant communities including uttar pradesh and bihar to say that the majority of the benefit were, were taken away by the dominant obc communities is factually wrong you can't uh, have such a sweeping statement uh, without having a supporting required supporting data on that so to address all the hearsay that has emerged out of the reservation idea is to have a caste census now that will make dood ka dood pani ka pani it is very simple ki okay these are the communities that have been not being representation they are hardly represented in group a group b group c or group d whatever like whatever diversity you want to address or say ki okay 50% of the population is having control over 80% of the resources and 80% of the position so that needs to be addressed if there is a pattern a certain section of a society or a certain community has been traditionally lagging behind then it's a then it's a responsibility of any democratically elected welfare government to see that their representation the social capital of the country is being looked upon not only and so that and then it the entire majority population also becomes the part of the nation building so caste having a caste sister census will definitely contributes towards better nation building you know we the people so and you are you are leaving half of the population of this country you are saying don't count them don't have a data what is their problem how the, so there is a so it's a dirty kind of an idea to get indulged into a caste so that's not going to solve the problem i guess i guess more idea is ki let that there is the caste is a complex issue so the democracy is also complex so we have to address it so how to address it we can count it there is no uh, idea ki there is no if uh, there is no i guess logistics problem involving in collecting data because we have done till 1931 and if you are collecting nrc data which is much more complex why we can't collect caste data class data will give answer or will make people realize realize a cross section of the community that justice has been done to them if suppose if a yadav feels if because what is happening at present is yadav or for that matter ebcs in uttar pradesh and in bihar feels majority of the uh, reservation benefit is being taken away by yadavs but the fact of the matter is the community kurmi has much more per capita land than yadavs much more educationally upward than yadavs so i'm just throwing certain here and there and so as so as majority of uh, ebcs communities so they are better off than in many of the dominant communities yes so how will come to know will come to know only when the data is are being led in front where the concrete data credible data is in front of us so that i any community will also feel ki okay justice has been done or there have been people will know why my reservation is taken away if the data throws 
कि ओके द डोमिनेंट कमिटी इज नाउ वेरी वेल रिप्रेजेंटेड देर एडुकेटेडली रिप्रेजेंटेड मूव आउट देम फ्रॉम द रिजर्वेशन लिस्ट ब्रिंग इन दोज कम्युनिटीज दोज आर बींग लेफ्ट बिहाइंड वट्स सो टू have to address all these kinds of a problem within communities within obcs there is a problem ebc like in bihar in many of the states that has been taken care of there have been ebcs and obcs there have been two categories uh, in place in uh, bihar and in and another few states so that all this democracy will throw society's dynamic so the caste ka dynamics it will also keep changing because caste do get Uh, impacted by politics and democracy you know not only in bihar bihar and uttar pradesh in one thing they are very highly sensitive towards the idea of caste very aware about their rights caste rights very about uh, aware about that it's not ki it's happening in telangana also it's happening in andhra also it's happening in karnataka also everywhere but yes the degree and intensity of their assertiveness among the different certain section of the society the uh, manifestation and intensity keeps changing but people do uh, consider uh, caste as one of their main tools for their livelihoods it does help them it has made their life it has broken their life so it does impact people in total well being so not to collect data and living half of the population of this country on the whims and fancies of hearsays is not going to solve towards nation building how can we imagine a nation without 50% of we the people that's not possible so to take them along in towards the nation building to involve all these people to make them feel they are part of india how do you make them feel they are part of india they, because their people are also being represented you know certainly in, uh, yesterday's uh, after the incident i mean that uh, change over in punjab now you see the what kind of narrative is now being built up people are talking about people are praising about no people from a deprived section has been uh, given opportunity one people who has come from a very humble background so what i am just trying to say is democracy identity will play a role it's not only playing in india but across globe so as long as uh, identity uh, is there identity based discrimination is there where on the basis of religion caste creed color language gender ethnic ethnicity uh, culture whatever so all these things will keep up playing not to address that issue not to collect data we have many examples in us uh, the race issue how it was tackled because they collected every every decade they collect various kind of a data to understand how the idea of race is being played in uh, society so in india how the idea of caste especially in north india is playing why tamil nadu and maharashtra they are doing a good job as far as the governance issues concerned because they are socially much more well represented some sort of a thing because the social uh, diversity idea is uh, they have uh, taken care of long back in north india especially what has happened is the socio cultural revolution hasn't taken place politicization of caste has taken place so for that regard now it is up to the uh, the entire society to stand up and see that either you abolish the caste system you know it's not ki reservation uh, came first and then caste system came it is a uh, reservation is a product of the caste system so if you are not able to abolish the caste system then as abdul ji rightly said we have to have such sort of 
means to address the, uh, that the discrimination that exists on the basis of caste is being minimized, is being controlled, is being taken care of, is being heard about. So, so the caste census will give answer, satisfaction, and some sort of a justice to every group. Because many public intellectuals will also feel because they're academically uh, oriented, so they can understand that this is the data. And based on this data, the government is making such policies, so that needs to be addressed. But what is happening is, what are the main uh, problem that is being raised by the people, those who are against reservation? 50% CAF will go up reservation uh, caste census, and uh, they fear that OBC uh, in numbers are going to increase, then 50% reservation uh, cap and uh, people will start uh, asking for more reservation. And all these things uh, are always keeping in their mind. You know, as a child, we were taught to uh, share and care. So as long as the uh, population of this country, we start thinking of uh, sharing and caring power, to share power and to care uh, for each other. So that with that policy in mind, with that intention in mind, I guess if we move forward, I guess we are able to uh, be able to do justice to the entire uh, population of this country. And also we will be able to do justice uh, to our nations. And as far as uh, the dynamics within uh, upper caste versus OBC, OBC versus Dalits, Dalits versus Mahadalits, Mahadalits versus most backwards, and all these things, in Bihar, there is a Dalit versus Mahadalit. So the society will keep evolving. That's how the democracy gets deepening. And once the democracy starts reaching to Mahatma Gandhi's last man out, so it will happen. That's, that's part of, that's how society gets evolved. So we have to keep re-looking at those policies, uh, keep collecting data. And based on that, we need to change policy from time to time so that the dynamism of the society the social dynamics of our country is being captured properly so that a proper policy and a proper question that is being raised in the society is being covered up. I'm, I'm very clear about this, that uh, uh, Hindutva gets, the idea of Hindutva is India is basically a religious country. And the more poor you are, Generally, there is a tendency towards the manifestation of your religious practices will be much more intense, which will, which will be much more uh, uh, passionate than if you are better. Well, I'm, it's, it's not a one, uh, I mean, majority of people, those who are poor had this kind of a tendency. So to practice their religion and, uh, and the yes of late, in Northern India, the, the Hindutva, the idea of Hindutva is definitely because of the central government is there. They're doing a bit of a social engineering. It's not a social justice. So as some sort of a representation and that happens in politics. It's like uh, when Mandal came, it was upper caste versus backward caste. When Nitis came to Bihar, it was backward caste versus most backward caste. So, so that things will keep evolving. The caste uh, coalition will keep changing because that's how the society uh, is uh, will get impacted. So uh, and also as I said, ki, uh, my my take on this is ki the caste census is the 
problem to address the issue of caste discrimination in India. If you are not able to abolish the caste system, then this is the best way. I guess it will take, take care of three things. A, it will give a sense of justice and rationalism to people, people of all sections of the society. Those who are in favor of reservation as a policy, those who are not, those who are benefited from the reservation, those who are not. Some sort of a rational logic uh, is there so that one can get content with that policy. The B part is that better policy making in India will prevail. The target group, which uh, Abdulji was also talking about, because enough is enough. Poverty now needs to be airlifted or something surgical strike or something uh, with the proper lack of data. We need to strike where it matters, where it's going to help us. So that for that data is required. And also uh, the data will give a better uh, part in addressing and learning the process of the entire governance model, social policies, everything. So that will help us in uh, judging on getting into more towards nation building and also help the society evolve and keep the idea of uh, caste in a, uh, if not able, if we are not able to abolish, let's some of the research have also been done and conducted how caste plays an important role in community development, like how the business community, they help each other in, uh, in promoting uh, the community business as sense, like how your caste help uh, in uh, people, doing good business like there are a lot of research has been done on this so caste can also play important role in the development of this country if you are not abolished uh, we are not able to abolish the system then let's have uh, uh, do it in a constructive way so uh, caste the idea of caste should be taken in in a constructive way also uh, so how far we can do that that will help us thank you thank you chandan for that uh interesting presentation so you are actually suggesting that uh, uh, contrary to popular beliefs that uh, caste census will uh, make caste rigid you're saying that caste census caste data might actually make it more flexible that we might have caste included and if they are privileged enough they might move out of reservations and other social benefits and you can have newer caste coming in and that will make uh, newer social coalitions possible so that's an interesting proposition one can think about but let me begin the discussion with a uh, kind of a question that I think is at the back of uh, those who are afraid. So also in general, I think it's a relevant question is that, uh, which I think has also come through in all your three presentations, that while, you're, while we all strongly believe that uh, this will advance the project of social justice, what about the concern that this kind of, if we get caught in this kind of a business of census, uh, microscopic allocation according to caste basis, uh, it might potentially derail the big questions, like I said, against privatization. What about, for instance, a demand, as I said, Sujaita is also involved with, a right to education. That education is a fundamental right. We need to have a common school system in India, uh, cutting across upper caste, lower caste, across regions, classes, so on and so forth. Similarly, education, uh, similarly, health. Now, what about spending uh, GDP? We are abysmally low. We are less than even Bangladesh. What about demands of that kind, you know, which, which can actually uplift 
us from this kind of microscopic social conflicts you know so are we pushing uh, a second best study something that came across uh, in your all three presentation is that since we are not anyway doing away with caste since we are not doing annihilation of caste then this is our second best bet that at least allocate whatever little resources are there you know you allocate within the uh, across caste discrimination so i think i see the flip side of this kind of policy making is that it might permanently move us away from a social vision you know which would demand that the state should invest 10% of gdp on universal education let's say 8% of gdp on uh, universal healthcare which is what scandinavian countries have done a small country like bangladesh has done indian democracy somehow because of this huge humongous uh, inequity we have created between castes and within subaltern castes between upper castes and other castes uh, we are you no know, caught we are we are somewhere caught in between we do not really know how to wriggle out of this situation so i mean in that kind of a context i would agree that caste census is about would you agree that caste census is about redistributing whatever little is there you know you have 100 people and you have five posts so this caste census what it will do is that you know we are caught in an endemic cycle of redistributing a small portion uh, among a humongous large population so i mean i see a flip side which we need to be cautious with political parties you know like congress brought in the nyay scheme of course it did not work for various reasons one can discuss but i felt that was a huge scheme to jump start distributing resources so what happens to those big demands i mean if we are caught uh, within this kind of a, you know continuously uh, talking only about because the, the uh, social inequity as piketty's study has also shown globally is increasing so many fold you know that so one thing that we may we may agree is that caste census does not lead to any radical redistribution it is not going to restructure things in any fundamental manner it is only about within the existing developmental model we have where all political parties from left to congress are in support of a neoliberal model of development privatize entire wealth uh, and there is small portion which is what we are discussing how to redistribute so i mean you know in terms of public one big thing is of course what abdul said that you know public participation so i mean will this suppose having this model of growth let's say we have 10 obc uh, judges what big difference is it going to make you no know, we have had dalit uh, mps we have had dalit mlas from since independence but they have failed to make any big impact because the social power uh, is so big so my point to start kick start this discussion would be that the apprehension uh, that you know this lopsidedness of social power cannot change perhaps through these strategies this is the second best strategy we have you know like somebody said churchill said democracy parliamentary democracy is the worst system but the best we can have is it something along that that we are discussing caste census so i'll ask uh, chandan you want to go first and then maybe abdul and i i guess we need to understand addressing the identity issue especially the caste question in india is not uh, some sort of a poverty elevation program or a, for it's not only an economic prosperity program it's about the social capital that you are trying to create in nation a kind of a social harmony that you are investing in if society is being divided on the basis of caste and there is a bit of amnesty amongst caste you know society there always be an law and order problem so the idea is the feeling of 
we the people means they it's 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 the country is made for made from we the people if people feel discriminated if the people feel uh, being left out if people feel they are being treated as a second grade citizens so if, if people they feel the, they are less privileged so these are the uh, emotive uh, uh, issues elections are not only uh, is not i mean not, not only economics are the issues emotions are also the issues which needs to be uh, captured and which needs to be sort of uh, addressed to i guess it's not ki that mehgai berozgari garibi privatization globalization these are not the, these are all definitely an issue but to say that these are uh, primary issues and we let's focus on that and we should not focus on uh, the secondary issues like caste i guess we'll be missing the bus i guess it's if you take both and uh, 70 years of our independence and it's still uh, still the social diversity is at, is very challenging so if you if you don't address the issue poor are becoming poorer it's not not much i guess uh, in, in a sense of percentage wise if you look there's not much uh, much has been done but still half glass is only half filled in that sense we need to go further in a sense of the uh, in a democracy the the idea of represent representation is also equally important uh, to address than those economic issues why i mean uh, it's not key that uh, uh, the private because we can't have a the class and caste idea Uh, the address address it as a class issue, and once that happens, the caste issue will be automatically taken care of. I don't think so, because a Dalit, even if he becomes a capitalist, uh, he or she will still be a Dalit, or a or a Brahmin who is a proletariat uh, will always be a Brahmin. That you can't take away their privilege uh, if a Brahmin is a proletariat, or if a Dalit is a capitalist. Uh, I mean, uh, do you think they are equal? No. so that, that that idea is totally different the more we connect the idea of identity to caste if for example muslims so no matter if they start feeling ki they are being uh, treated by this government as a secondary citizen no matter amount of economics or uh, rozgar you give them to every source of facilities they are not going to be happy is is that we are looking for so i guess we need to look at uh, the idea of identity we are addressing the idea of identity based discrimination so unless and it cannot be addressed through class only it can only be some sort of uh, uh, the crude manifestation will change if you address it only through class the crude manifest like earlier times people were using abusive word uh, caste slurs were being used now with the education and class there be untouchability has been lessened and all this kind of things has definitely taken place but still 94% of people marry within their caste you know still 60% of the resources are being captured by the upper caste so these are all the ideas there and people see it and there are caste based discrimination why 90% of white collar jobs are being held by 20% of the population And ninety and ten percent. Uh, I mean, the, 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 these are there to be seen. It has to be addressed in that sense. I, I guess. It's... Do Do you agree, Sujata, with that? That so Chandan seems to be suggesting that uh, it is about uh, fighting social discrimination, 
and not about large scale economic uh, inequalities. I think, uh, no, Anand Tilkumde has been one scholar who has continuously cautioned us that getting entangled in these discussions of reservation, they have after all benefited only four to six percent of Dalits, and 96 percent and 94 percent have been left behind. That we simply don't today have an agenda for the rest of them, you know. So, this kind of a caste census. Therefore, I mean, Chandan is raising an important point that the, what Abdul also raised, you know, in terms of diversity and representation and social discrimination might be addressed through caste census. But uh, it might also, the danger is it might block out the big uh, questions that actually all groups together uh, need to raise. How do you look at it? Ajay, just a rider. What I said is that economic issue is definitely there. We need to address that. But to club it together and you say that ki, for the time being nation is facing economic crisis so forget the idea of identity and fight for uh, uh, nationalization of uh, health education and everything and that will take care of my caste identity that I mean, it, it has to go both ways it's not either or or Actually, Ajay, I think let us not get confused with the with the economic reforms and nationalization and everything because we are talking about identity, identity based on caste. We, it has its own, uh, you know, uh, uh, its own importance because if we want, suppose let us take education. Then there are many, many uh, communities that who have not gone to school, the first generation of school, because no data. So why we need a data? Because there is no data, so no, no schools. And maybe if we identify that, that uh, so many people are uneducated, first generation uh, people are there, then we might think of a school, you know, that happened in a health sector also recently in COVID times, because we just talk about the stay home, stay safe. But uh, I was wondering that many people do not have home. But our option is uh, stay yeah. home and stay safe, right? So we, we, by generalizing the, you know, thinking that we are all equal, uh, in India, it, it doesn't happen. So caste census is different. I mentioned the denotified price, not interchanging with the caste, but everybody should be counted like minorities, tribes, and castes. In that context, I mentioned that. Because as long as you, we are uh, academicians, because without data, we are not going to do anything, right? So that data, unfortunately, in India is based on the caste, right? Based on the caste, if not caste, suppose. So now how may, many people are just uh, not in the list, not in the schedule, not in the policies, not in the education, not in the health, not in the housing, right? Forget about the judiciary and the, who are in the judges and who are in the IIT professors and all that. We are talking about the basic first entry of the school system. So let us not get confused with the data. We need to have a data because 2011 is gone. You know, 21 now that people are saying lockdown has come and to, from how much data we have, we really don't know. But state-wise, if we can have it, I'm sure Telangana must be having all the data of cast. And that I did not reveal the NSS data. I just gave you the United District Information System on Education data, which uh, now universal education enrollment is giving a column of cast. So through children's cast, we have a, you know an estimation of how many OBCs are there, STs are there in the Hindus, not all others again, right? 
so the uh, by collecting the data we are going to have some benefits but whether you collect the data or don't collect the data you are not going to do anything with the economics right you are not going to do anything with the reservations so we are talking about yes there is this community living where they are living are they living or not are they in the enrolled for education or not but i am sure in india if you take the election and voters list everybody is there right everybody is there when everybody is there then there should be having some kind of a identity i am sure they have an identity if you see the uh, telangana uh, people who are in the slums people who came migrated from guttikoya or other areas everybody has a voter card right but it as i said it is not a difficult to identify because we are already uh, doing some programs and policies based on the caste but the problem is coming that that people are thinking that if we count this obcs then we have to count how many privileged castes have availed the reservations okay that is visible everywhere so it's not going to disturb and we are not going to you know pull them down but definitely there it is a, uh, inequality will be visible so let us not get into any other aspect uh, when we are talking about the data yeah would you agree with that abdul or would you because you referred to this explicitly that uh, since we could not do annihilation of caste then you says that uh, census is the so you i mean what perhaps came across in your presentation or it look like the second best option and therefore my question again would be what happens to big demands what who who would raise it i mean if we are all caught in this redistributing within the limited resources can we mount pressure on political parties like your part samajwadi and congress that you know have big gdp allocations for health and education dr ajay ji uh, it's not about only redistribution of resources i also know that resources are limited so we are not talking of the redistribution of resources what i am emphasizing is the institutional bias sanstagat jo ek bhedbhav hai hamare samaj ke andar which i call institutional bias so until or unless you do not have representation from the weaker section for example in an interview board you cannot eliminate institutional bias unless you have a women member there unless you have a scst there so that is why i am saying that it is a fact that we have a institutional bias and that is why we need representation in every section in every sphere of life public institution private institution we need we need representation so this is one of the point now the second is that what is the harm in measuring the disadvantages and privileges that result from caste system is i should not think that there must be an objection to this measuring measurement of disadvantages and privileges which result from the caste system mujhe lagta hai ki hame pata hona chahiye ki disadvantages kya hain aur kaun kaun log privilege uska le rahe hain tabhi to hum proper allocation kar payenge अगर हमारे पास लिमिटेड रिसोर्सेज हैं और हम चाहते हैं कि सभी सेक्शंस ऑफ सोसाइटी का डेवलपमेंट हो तो मुझे लगता है कि विद प्रिसीशन हम तभी कर पाएंगे जब हमारे पास डेटा होगा वरना होगा क्या जैसे मैंने इंस्टीट्यूशन बाइस की बात की थी कि बांधा एग्रीकल्चर यूनिवर्सिटी में ऑल प्रोफेसर विल बी फ्रॉम वन पर्टिकुलर कास्ट नो ओबीसी नो एस एंड वन 
minister's brother, education minister's brother in UP, would get the assistant professor in a university under the EWS quota. Despite the fact that very particular community is over represented. Or uske baab jub bhi aapne EWS quota lekar aaye. Or uska fayda kaun utha raha Minister's brother. To sawaal yahaan sirf redistribution ka nahi hai. Sawaal yahaan par sanstatat jo ek bhedbaav hai. Jo institutional bias hai. Usko kis tarah se hum eliminate kar sakte hai. Or mein to yeh kahunga ki agar shayad us class mein. Jis class mein baba sahab thai. अगर दो तीन चार पांच लोग और रहे होते तो मुझे लगता है कि भारत और अच्छा रहा हो रहता क्योंकि ये जो डिस्क्रिमिनेशन है ये आज का डिस्क्रिमिनेशन नहीं ये एक्यूमुलेटेड एट्रोसिटीज का सेंस है वो एक दो जनरेशन में नहीं जाता है कहते हैं कि रिजर्वेशन इतने सालों से दे रहे हैं तब भी क्यों जो है ये ग्रुप बार बार डिमांड कर रहे हैं सुप्रीम कोर्ट ने भी कई केसेस में कहा है कि ओबीसीज में तो क्रिमिलेयर है एस सी में भी क्रिमिलेयर होना चाहिए ताकि जो है वो बेनिफिट्स वहां पर पहुंचे और जैसा आपने चंदन जी ने कहा कि रिजर्वेशन और सोशल जस्टिस पॉलिसीज दे आर नॉट यू नो पॉवर्टी एलिवेशन प्रोग्राम्स दे आर मेंट फॉर समथिंग एल्स दे आर मेंट फॉर प्रोवाइडिंग डिग्निफाइड लाइफ टू द पीपल वो हैव बीन डिनाइड डिग्निटी ऑल थ्रू देयर एग्जिस्टेंस सिंस सेंचुरीज सो वी नीड टू एड्रेस दैट और इसलिए मुझे लगता है जैसे मैंने कहा कि वी नीड टू मेजर डिसएडवांटेजेस and privileges that result from the caste system ye mujhe lagta hai ki agar hum ek samaj ke taur par evolve karna chahte hain to ye pata hona chahiye ki kam hote hue bhi dekhiye ye bahut ek normalize ho chuka hai ajay ji i i'll take the example from the supreme court certain judges from one particular caste were appointed and nobody objected kyun kyunki hum normalize kar chuke hain ki us caste se agar aap aate hain to aap aa sakte hain Suppose in that example, if two people from minority community were selected, or two people from SCST were selected, there would have been, you know, heavens have fallen. क्यों ऐसा क्यों है? कि अगर आप एक एक particular community से आते हैं और over over represented हैं, लेकिन आपका appointment वहाँ पर होता है, तो कोई कुछ नहीं कहता है। लेकिन जैसे SCST community से, minority से या अदर डिसएडवांटेज सेक्शन से कोई रिप्रेजेंटेशन एक से ज्यादा हो गया क्योंकि नेम सेक के लिए आप दे देते हैं टोकनिज्म में दे देंगे लेकिन एक से ज्यादा हो गया तो समाज के अंदर हंगामा होता है क्यों क्योंकि एक पर्टिकुलर सेक्शन ऑफ द सोसाइटी का ओवर रिप्रेजेंटेशन का हमने कभी चैलेंज नहीं किया हमने बहुत नॉर्मलाइज कर दिया है और इसलिए मैं समझता हूं कि ये जानना जरूरी है कि कौन कहां पर है किसके पास पावर है डिसीजन मेकिंग में कौन है हम डिसीजन मेकिंग में आना चाहते हैं और डिसीजन मेकिंग में तब तक नहीं आएंगे जब तक हमें यह ना पता हो कि कौन कहां पर बैठा है कौन कितना फायदा ले रहा है और जो सोशल कैपिटल में बार बार बात कर रहा हूं वो सोशल कैपिटल है कुछ कम्युनिटीज के पास और कुछ के पास नहीं है तो अगर हमें सोशल कैपिटल उन कम्युनिटीज को भी देना है तो उसके लिए हमें कहीं ना कहीं जो है इस तरह की कोशिशें करनी होगी और मैं समझता हूं कि कास्ट सेंसेस हर चीज के लिए पेनिशिया नहीं है इट्स नॉट पेनिशिया फॉर ऑल एवरी इल विच इज अफेक्टिंग सोसाइटी but i think it can be one of the methods to give respect dignified life to the to the people who have been neglected since centuries to mujhe lagta hai ki hum caste census ko panishya na samjhe har cheez ka aur solution na samjhe har cheez ka ek hum solution nikalne ki koshish kar rahe hain jisse samaj mein kahin na kahin barabari aayegi 
जब हम बात कर रहे हैं बार बार की टेंशन समाज के अंदर आए तो मुझे लगता है जैसा चंदन जी ने लिखा कि अगर आप इकोनॉमिकली थोड़ा सा बढ़ जाएंगे एजुकेशनली थोड़ा सा अगर आप बढ़ जाएंगे तो वो टेंशन भी कहीं ना कहीं खत्म होती है क्योंकि जब आप एक पॉइंट पर आ जाते हैं तो एवरीवुड लाइक टू इंटरेक्ट करते फिर वहां पर जो डिविजन है वो कहीं ना कहीं खत्म होती है तो जो चंदन जी ने कहा कि जो हम हिंदुत्व की लहर देख रहे हैं या बहुत सारी चीजें देख रहे हैं अगर आप थोड़ा सा डेवलप कर जाते हैं तो हिंदुत्व की जो लहर है उसको भी कहीं ना कहीं टक्कर मिलेगी तो मेरी प्रपोजिशन यहाँ ये है कि देखिए कास्ट सेंसेस होना चाहिए और कास्ट सेंसेस को हर चीज के लिए पेनेशिया नहीं समझ लेना चाहिए लेकिन कुछ हद तक तो उससे सोल्यूशन होगा क्योंकि जो पावर पोजिशन की जो रिस्ट्रक्चरिंग है वो मैं समझता हूँ कि भारत के अंदर होना बहुत जरूरी है अजय जी वन एक एक सवाल जो हम लोग की द प्रॉब्लम विथ सर्टन सेक्शन ऑफ सोसाइटी एफ्लुएंट सेक्शन ऑफ सोसाइटी इज कि देर मोर अपोज टू कास्ट बेस्ड रिजर्वेशन फॉर ओबीसी उसमें नहीं होना चाहिए ओबीसी uh, की जनसंख्या नहीं गिनी जानी चाहिए सो द अपोजिशन कम्स फ्रॉम द फैक्ट दैट की समस्या सारी वही है इसलिए ये कास्ट सेंसेस नहीं होना चाहिए बाकी तो हो ही रहा है सबका मुझे लगता है उसमें आपके हिसाब से कास्ट बेस्ड रिजर्वेशन शेड्यूल कास्ट में है है ना आप ठीक है एक जो मेन मोरल ग्राउंड है या जो एक बहुत ही पावरफुल आर्ग्यूमेंट है इज अनटचेबिलिटी दैट हैज बींग अनलिस्ट अमॉन्ग द मोस्ट वनरेबल सेक्शन ऑफ द सोसाइटी सो मेनी ऑफ द पब्लिक इंटेलेक्चुअल डू फील की द कास्ट बेस्ड रिजर्वेशन फॉर शेड्यूल कास्ट इज ओके एंड दैट फाइन वे बट वेन इट कम्स टू द सेम कास्ट बेस्ड रिजर्वेशन फॉर ओबीसी देश इनको तो मिलना ही नहीं चाहिए दैट एक काइंड ऑफ एमनोसिटी है एक एंगस्ट है एक दर्द है एक दुख है उसका मुझे लगता है दो दो चीजों को लेकर के है एक तो समवेर डाउन द लाइन की द आइडिया ऑफ मेरिट आई डोंट थिंक सो द आइडिया ऑफ मेरिट स्टैंड आउट देयर बिकॉज जैसा कि हम सही कह रहे हैं कि बहुत सारे आप देखेंगे कि ओबीसी की लिस्ट और जनरल के कट ऑफ लिस्ट बहुत स्टेट्स के सर्विस कमीशन में बराबर आ रहे हैं इनफैक्ट ओबीसी आर स्कोरिंग मच मोर मार्क्स देन जनरल कैटेगरी कैंडिडेट्स सो द क्वेश्चन इज नॉट विद द ओबीसी क्वेश्चन इज नॉट ऑफ अनटचेबिलिटी द क्वेश्चन इज नॉट अबाउट मेरिट द क्वेश्चन इज अबाउट द रिप्रेजेंटेशन लैक ऑफ रिप्रेजेंटेशन इन the uh, and they suffer because of the institutional biasness not because of the merit not because they are not uh, coming up to the mark but because there is a some sort of a bottleneck that as a uh, by the caste hindus some somewhere down the line because the institution has been taken over by most of the affluent section of the society so there they feel discriminated so it's a for obcs the idea of caste based reservation is more of a representation in all these sectors of society in in all, in all the pillars of democracy in all the spheres of life so i guess on that basis if you see the data that is being thrown up that is there in public domain so you see it's like everywhere in bureaucracy in your academics hardly there are professors from obc community and that includes when i say obc muslims also same is there ओबीसी में पसमानदाज मुस्लिम्स के जो एक इश्यूज एड्रेस होनी चाहिए वो भी बहुत सारे नहीं आ पाते क्योंकि समवेयर डाउन द लाइन द लाइंस ऑफ द कास्ट हिंदूज एंड कास्ट मुस्लिम्स दे 
they are on the same page when this uh, idea whether i mean when i say the whether it's a left liberal right liberal or a centrist liberal or a, uh, all states of liberals and progressive they are on the same page when they look at the uh, reservation idea related to empowering obcs so when you see 60% of a population they don't have even a, a, i guess 18% representation in bureaucracy or something like that so when you see this mismatch where mm -hmm. i guess uh, the the answer is not there so i guess the caste based reservation obc is because the uh, is based on that ground i guess we need to look at this is something that we would all agree on that therefore the point which we are really making is that uh, caste census as abdul said is not a panacea for everything caste census therefore what we are saying is about representation is about social discrimination is about diversity if we agree on this that is essentially a question of representation my question would be what happens to the social content today what is happening to bsp in uh, uh, uttar pradesh you have uh, mayawati uh, with a trishul welding and you know talking about bahujanism so i'm saying my apprehension of this kind of a debate on caste census would be to that that social power is so inequitous in india between a tiny 10% caste hindus and a 90% of let's call all of them bahujan that merely talking the danger with this kind of a debate of caste census i would want to highlight is that it really empties this question of representation from social content the point that abdul is making again and again that we want to be in decision making my point would be that yes this system will allow 10 obcs five muslims four dalit women to be in uh, no decision making but what is the um, what is that we will end up gaining if you have a judge who is a dalit woman and gives a judgment like miss mayawati now wielding a trishul and uh, reproducing the same system all over again so my point is what about if you have a judge who is muslim and gives an anti muslim judgment so i think somewhere that that the cautioning that is coming up our critique is that we will have to link this question of representation to a robust social content and economic progress hum agar sirf is caste census ko sirf ek representation ek politics of presence ek sirf dignity ka question yes is a very important question yes but hamara jo history of reservations has shown that mere presence does not somehow ensure that social and economic power also tilts towards bahujan instead it might end up creating a small elite which gets co-opted and the same system reproduces itself this is what has been happening with the linguistic question with states reorganizing yes some democratization will definitely happen but the worry is that 90% we talk about in democracy still gets left out so mera question therefore would be that we'll have to think i don't think i i would not agree if you say that question of neoliberalism question of social content question of uh, you know hindu social power is not linked to caste census if we say this is an independent debate isko sirf yahan pe karke aap implement karo my own understanding is in the long run bjp is also in favor that's what the game they're playing idhar udhar karke shayad humko mil jayega but they will do it in a way where social and economic power does not tilt you might get representation but you will get end up 
लाइक न्यूलिबरल रिफॉर्म मिलने के बाद देर इज नो डिफरेंस बिटवीन एनी पोलिटिकल पार्टी फ्रॉम लेफ्ट टू कांग्रेस टूडे एवरीबडी फेवर a neoliberal order which is creating grave inequalities and informalization of labor similarly tomorrow you will have a hindu society where you might have the social power is consolidated you might have different people speaking the same thing so my question to you as you know those who are activists on the ground you are mobilizing people from a robust social power ka program and an economic program ko kya isme jodne ka hai or 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 is it that all of you are saying that these are two separate things don't link these two things abhi to hum sirf caste census ka baat kar rahe let us go ahead with this one step and later think of the other bigger things because they are not very feasible or you don't see any direct link between these two that could be so let us go in a reverse order and ask abdul to answer then sujata and then tendan uh, ajay sir uh, i think we need to differentiate between uh, politics and electoral politics so in electoral politics you may have your own uh, permutation and combinations because you you want to address your constituency you want to you know enlarge your uh, support base or board base so that you can form you know the government etc so we need to differentiate between politics and the electoral politics and for me politics is not a bad uh, bad thing because uh, it is the politics through which we can better our future so uh, Uh, as far as me, uh, me uh, my point of view is concerned, I think uh, uh, repre representation do matters because when I go to higher judiciary, suppose I become judge of the Supreme Court, it is not only a member from the minority community is going, but my whole social upbringing, my whole ideology is going to the Supreme Court. So my sitting in a bench. will make a difference because i may give a dissenting opinion i may not go with the majority but it may happen that in the times to come my dissenting opinion will become a majority opinion one day but i will give my minority judgment or dissenting opinion why because it is not only abdul who is going to the supreme court but his whole background his whole mentality his whole, whole ideology is going to the supreme and your upbringing matters when you give decisions you cannot separate your decisions from your background and that is why that is why represent the question of representation becomes too important even for ensuring justice or even ensuring the quality of justice i do know that every decision which is coming from the supreme court do not qualify to be to be called as justice but if i am there at least i will try to minimize that difference between a judgment and the the justice so my representation matters a lot you say that there are certain mps there are certain judges in uh, from the marginalized section that will not have too much impact yes you may be right but if we increase this representation every walk of life i i am of the consider to that will that will make an impact जरूर उससे असर पड़ेगा कहीं ना कहीं डिसीजन और देखिए डिसीजन मेकिंग में आज आप नहीं आपका मतलब है कि जो जो मार्जलाइज सेक्शन है आज आप मीडिया ले लीजिए ओपिनियन मेकर है लेकिन जो एडिटोरियल में है वो कौन लोग हैं एक सर्वे हुआ था जिसमें ये पता लगा कि 90 परसेंट कौन लोग हैं ओपिनियन मेकिंग में जब आप ओपिनियन मेकिंग में नहीं होंगे तो किस तरह का एक नेगेटिव बनाया जाएगा हम सब जानते हैं 
ईडब्ल्यूएस के फेवर में किस तरह का नेरेटिव बनाया गया और जो पहले से रिजर्वेशन चल रहा है उसको एंटी नेरेटिव किस तरह से बनाया जाता है आप कोई नहीं कह रहे हैं कि ईडब्ल्यूएस रिजर्वेशन से मेरिट अफेक्ट होगा लेकिन पहले वाले रिजर्वेशन से मेरिट अफेक्ट होगा ये हर कोई कहता था ये नेरेटिव किसने बनाया कौन लोग हैं वो जो इस नेरेटिव को बना रहे हैं वो लोग जो मीडिया में बैठे हुए हैं जिनका स्ट्रेंथ मीडिया में ज्यादा अमेरिका में ये प्रॉब्लम हुआ था अमेरिका ने ब्लैक्स को मीडिया में लाना शुरू किया उन्होंने पॉलिसीज बनाए हमारे इस तरह की कोई पॉलिसी नहीं आप एंकर्स उठाकर देख लीजिए अगर आप चार पैनलिस्ट हैं टीवी डिबेट में तो वो कौन लोग हैं आपका पॉइंट ऑफ व्यू कैसे निकल कर आएगा जुडिशरी में देख लीजिए अभी कोई यहां पर डाटा दे रहा था कितने जजेस किस कम्युनिटीज हैं ओबीसी का एक है अभी विमेन का कोई जज नहीं था अभी तीन बनाए गए हैं लेकिन उन तीन विमेन में कौन है किस सेक्शन से है ये भी देख लीजिए आप तो जो डोमिनेंट सेक्शन है उसको आप डिसीजन मेकिंग में बैठा ले जा रहे हैं बैठा ले जा रहे हैं बैठा ले जा रहे हैं तो बदलाव नहीं आएगा बदलाव आएगा कि नॉन डोमिनेंट पोजीशन से आप लोग लेके ले बैठा लिए सेक्शन में तब बदलाव आएगा रिप्रेजेंटेशन एक या दो से नहीं होगा हर सेक्शन में चाहिए हर इंस्टीट्यूशन में चाहिए तब मैं समझता हूं कि कहीं ना कहीं जो है वो फर्क पड़ेगा और फर्क पड़ेगा जो आप क्वेश्चन ऑफ रिप्रेजेंटेशन बोल रहे हैं वो छोटा मोटा सवाल नहीं है या क्वेश्चन ऑफ डिग्निटी जो है वो छोटा मोटा सवाल नहीं है मैं कितना भी पढ़ लिख जाऊं लेकिन मुझे किन स्लर्स से बुलाया जाता है मैं जानता आई एम हाईली क्वालिफाइड लेकिन मेरे गांव के लोग या मेरे आस पड़ोस के लोग मुझे किन नामों से बुलाते हैं वो मैं जानता तो ये जो डिग्निटी है ना इसको आप कम मत समझिए ये जो डिग्निटी आएगी वो मुझे लगता है कि रिप्रेजेंटेशन आएगा और रिप्रेजेंटेशन का सवाल बहुत जरूरी है और मैंने पहले भी कहा कि मैं एज ए नागरिक एज ए सिटीजन ऑफ इंडिया यह जानना चाहता हूं कि कौन डिसएडवांटेज में है और किसको प्रिवलेजेस मिल रहे हैं ये मैं समझता हूं कि बहुत बड़ा सवाल है कि सदियों से अगर आपको प्रिवलेजेस मिल रहे हैं तो आप दूसरे को भी दीजिए क्यों आप तैयार नहीं क्यों आप कहते हैं डिविजन होगा जब एस सी सेंसस से डिविजन नहीं हो सकता जब रिलीजियस बेस पे सेंसस होता है उससे डिविजन नहीं होता तो ओबीसी काउंट से रिजर्व काउंट से जो है डिवीजन हो जाएगा जब आप अभी संदन सर ने कहा कि 94 परसेंट लोग अपनी ही कास्ट में शादी करते हैं उससे डिवीजन नहीं होता हम कास्ट नेम जो सर नेम है उसको पूरी थ्रू आउट लाइफ कैरी करते हैं एक सोशल एक जो कैपिटल है उसको हम थ्रू आउट कैरी करते हैं उससे सोशल डिविजन नहीं आता हम जो है एडवर्टाइजमेंट हर पेपर में देख लीजिए मेट्रीमोनियल एडवर्टाइजमेंट देखते हैं रंग से लेकर हाइट से लेकर और उसकी कास्ट तक और रिलीजन तक और रिलीजन में कौन सा सेक्ट है शिया है या सुन्नी है बरेल भी है देवत भी है ये तक हमको चाहिए तो समाज की सारी इनइलिटी हम दबाकर बैठे हुए हैं लेकिन एक चीज से इनइलिटी बढ़ेगी ये चीज मैं कबूल नहीं कर सकता in assam gauhati sometime back four five years back i was doing iaws conference i was coordinating caste and intersectionality a topic which is given to the entire world like papers have come i just mentioned caste and intersectionality 75 papers i received across the globe talking about dalits i didn't say dalits and intersectionality i said caste and intersectionality so the moment caste comes in our mind 
we think about the untouchability who is the heinous who is treated ill treated and all that you are talking about social uh, power and all so in india it is a very clear that this section of society is very much you know harassed by for everything wearing a watch going on a horse and everything so especially that obesities when it comes to the power and the class and the distribution and reservation they talk about it but when it comes to the you know social side they are not as bad as this section mm-hmm. right you got the my point what i'm saying so here uh, as i said earlier let us count the census data no problem mm-hmm. but in india we if we combine the class you know economic status it is very difficult because as abdul said even even i am a professor i am a principal whatever i don't get a house in karimnagar because of my caste and my identity right mm-hmm. so the class is nothing to do with in india right whatever position you are into it so there is no point when clubbing it ye banne gine to kya nahi gine to kya right so that is the different and the, my problem is whenever we talk about the equality dismantling this current political system economic system the onus is on bahujans not the privileged people who have been enjoying for ages right mm-hmm. so ye khali hamare upar thop ke ki aap log kya kar rahe because i sit on my comfortable position i enjoy every privileged position the aap log kya kar rahe ye but that's what kanshiram saying let us reverse the let us reverse the privileged positions and see how it looks so now what i've been saying for couple of years are ye caste ka tum kitne ye rape kiya murder kiya ye kiya wo kiya chhod do let a literature come experiences come from the privileged sections how i enjoyed my privilege right mai itna judge kaise ban gaye aisa kare then we will have a real picture so if you want to talk about the social reformation social sector then we have to work like this if you want to talk about the economics okay mayavati as abdul was saying electoral politics are definitely different but bahujan philosophy is also different right so what we expect mayavati cannot do a elect- just electoral politics but a- based on the bahujan philosophy because that is where the problem is coming if everybody do electoral politics then we don't need to have a bahujan philosophy let us have a because politics are politics right so as ambedkar said a caste is an enclosed class india is it is not a different who are those capitalists in india you know you can you can select the caste right mm-hmm. so let us not combine and confuse with these two things right economics is nothing to do in india as long as you don't have in mind that i have to decastify myself so when i was talking in america somebody on rohit vemla on chaudhary fellow came in umass uh, came that uh, the title was caste discrimination in universities he said oh she is insulting uh, india because uh, there is no caste discrimination in universities at chaudhary he may not know what is a caste discrimination right Yeah. but he is right on his uh, thing but i know what is a caste discrimination in india so uh, so we are in india there is a privileged section there is a section in the middle there is a no, very vulnerable section and to upside down and they, you know to talk about the economic equality a one particular things nahi hoga number one 
as long as ambedkar said you turn any side anywhere and you see only the ghost is a cast mm. right until unless you dismantle the caste and you can't you can't do any reformations so if anybody is really clean clear about the economic equality then they have to dismantle caste first right what abdullah saying is correct that representation we are in a political system that we have to deal with it Now, overnight you can't dismantle me i am able to speak here abdullah able to speak here because of the little bit of reservation we got from this existing system and we are into the universities and we are talking about it otherwise it is 90% brahmins or whoever privileged sections will be occupying so this representation is coming now from us because we are here availing those existing opportunities so this representation in existing system is very very important and dismantling and everything doing big revolution radical thing we will give it to the privileged section tab theek hai tab tak hum log aise jhelte rahenge yeah that's an interesting answer to that so you are in between chandan uh, so you now you tell us where are you on this question between the privileged like this this fight is going on for last 5000 years yeah so, it keeps evolving so it's it's in in gandhi ji's methodology struggle truth struggle yeah so we keep uh, crossing like independence was was not only in uh, one moment so we have to series of battle that needs to be fought at the ground so yeah. you're right yes uh, everyone agrees ki representation is very important it gets it it, it first gives you a sense of dignity it gives you a sense of belongingness to the country to the constitution to the you know uh, entire society so that gives you a lot of confidence that gives you uh, i mean that's very important as a human you after all of us are human being and then comes uh, you rightly said the agenda that we are talking about is i mean according to you the left of center economics is very important for the deprived and marginal section so somewhere down the line it's not ki we are compromising the more the people as uh, abdul ji was saying the the institutional biasness will get over if there is a lack of uh, if the idea of social diversity is there if abdul ji is there sujata is there you are there and couple of more people from other social diverse background are there and discussing on policy making i'm sure all those social contradictions will keep uh, will come under discussion over policy making at presently what is happening is that is not coming that's why that is very important for any uh, any nation for any nation building exercise so that all of us are seen to be moving together so obviously 100 rupees mein sabko baantna it it has i mean we need to balance each other so the the struggle will always be on for a better society for a uh, for a brotherhood for a social harmony for a communal harmony so entire all this thing is always an ongoing process and agenda wise yes the more people will uh, join uh, a more representative uh, democracy will be there i am sure more of a social conduct contradiction will be answered i don't know whether uh, it may take some time some issues may uh, economic issues may take a back seat over representation that happens and politics but to say that i'll also look at uh, that uh, mayawati and sab samajwadi party and majority bahut sare partiyas 
ब्राह्मीण सभा करा रहे हैं सो आई लुक इट अदर वे राउंड आई कुड नेवर इमेजिन टेन इयर्स दस साल पहले की ब्राह्मीन देर विल बी एन आउटरीच प्रोग्राम फॉर द ब्राह्मीन बाय दीज पार्टी सो इट्स लाइक सम सेट ऑफ पॉलिटिकल एसर्शन by the upper caste like in north india i haven't seen any parties doing a brahmin outreach program so in that sense now samajwadi party bsp in a sense of because every vote is important whether mm. you are a brahmin or a dalit that constitution has given to us uh, so in that sense so uh, as for your electoral arithmetic every vote is important so every party tries to form their social coalition irrespective of upper caste backward caste dalit mahadalit so they have their own like uh, bjp has their own uh, social uh, engineering samajwadi party will have their own social congress will have their own so that is a different matter but yes the more people from subaltern background will keep coming the more as you rightly said will definitely there will be a left of center idea of economics will definitely be more visible will be much more uh, there to be seen in policy making there to be seen in much more uh, nationalization of especially the uh, basic uh, which, uh, which which will improve upon our basic quality of life as rightly said education health uh, agriculture and all these uh, sectors will definitely take a bit like during the upa rule and the congress and the other uh, regional parties were there left parties were there you see uh, many i mean the tenures of upa you see many Uh, revolutionary uh, right based legislation right to education right to forest right to land right to dignity of life so all these things were uh, very empowering uh, legislation when people from this subaltern background and uh, came and got together and parties they have a more of a rural india upliftment so the more people of uh, the more this more democrat more representative democracy is there better policy making and better uh, results you will able to see in, as far as the social counter addressing the idea of social contradictions goes but we need to keep and i remember uh, just a um, uh, few days i mean few months back the the importance of represent, representation is as such ki why you see ki the reservation based uh, hearings in supreme court or any court gets uh, no all i mean you see uh, 90% of the cases related to reservation uh, goes against reservation ideas because because of the uh, i remember one uh, sitting high court judge sitting high court judge from kerala he went on a record by openly speaking against reservation um and it was all over there there in the newspaper sitting high court judge and uh, and he praised his own community of being twice born and they are born to rule and all those things he made a very and how can you expect that a sitting judge uh, for kerala high court when he will sit over some reservation issue he will give uh, his identity biasness will not come into play is very hard to believe mm-hmm. he has openly criticized so one uh, retired uh, dgp from bihar he recently made a comment uh, about his own uh, identity of being a uh, upper caste identity how he is born to rule how he is uh, so, so all these things while he was dgp i am sure that uh, identity biasness would have been there in his mind so to uh, that's why we need to uh, 
address the issue of social diversity, which will uh, help us in addressing the social contradiction that exists in society. society. As long as there is a caste, as long as we, we are from different identity, the contradiction will keeps coming up. We need to evolve. We need to balance. We need to collect data and all these things is an ongoing process. And we need to struggle to achieve for a better and a uh, better uh, society in for that matter. Thank you. Thanks, uh, Chandan, for that. I think, yes, I think a lot, lot of problem that the way we are struck has come from consolidation of power at one end, the tiny minority of caste Hindus and their unchanging social attitudes. I think on that, we all would agree. I think, but only point where we are trying to kind of find some finest balance is that uh, you are arguing the diversity and representation is important. I think you would all agree on that. But my only caution would be that may not automatically translate to what you are calling left of center policies or undoing social power. I think we need to take a note of caution. As we need to take a note of caution, as Sujata and Abdul were saying, that simply having a large economic policy of equality also cannot address the question of social discrimination. Within that economic mobility, people might still we feel uh, no socially discriminated. Question of dignity may not be. So our challenge really, I mean, what, where Indian democracy is stuck is bringing these two things together. I think representation by itself, I would caution that uh, you're all very enthusiastic, but on itself may not na naturally tilt it towards a certain kind of a progressive economic redistribution. That is not history, historical evidence that does not show that that has happened easily. So I think we'll have to keep raising this question independently. As Suja said that now it's responsibility of caste privileged groups. So we have to raise that question and see how we attach it with the question of repent. That should not block the main point that many liberals in India, caste Hindu, liberal progressive scholars do not understand is that this agenda need not block legitimate demand for representation and dignity through caste centers. I think that's one step. The concern where they are uh, real is that it might sidestep. It might sidestep. We'll have to bring that question. So I think we'll have to keep both these things. And Chandan has put it well that caste has its own mobility. Abdul emphasized question of, I think, dignity. That's a very important point that he made that, you know, mere presence brings uh, uh, dignity and confidence to so many others who are watching when you have your people from your own community speaking that agenda. As Sujat also said, today we are able to discuss it with such uh, no kind of finies micro detail because we have such diversity here that we are able to see the same problem from a different angle. So I have learned a great deal. Arjun, we have already overshot. Uh, do you want to just to respect the audience, take one or two questions and maybe pass on these uh, questions in emails to the panelists uh, if they wish to in touch. So we can have one or two questions. Ishita could uh, kind of read out uh, one or two questions so that the panelists can uh, uh, answer them and then we can wind up. Right, right, sir. Uh, sir, there are many comments and many. Uh, we can't take all, so just selectively yes. can we take important one or two for each, one question to each panelist, let's say. Sir, I will pose one question only. Uh, basically, me being an economist and impact and policy being the focus, uh, I really wanted to ask to all the panelists, since because of the pandemic, the census is delayed. We do the preparation one year before, do house listing. So many of excise post enumeration check and everything goes on. And we are already in you know 2021. So that date is passed. 
because we focused on March 2021. This is also something unprecedented. So uh, do our panelists think that like what happened in the last decade, we had socioeconomic caste census having the reference period as 2013, sort of MIS data. And because census comes under Office of RGI, Registrar General of India and uh, Ministry of Home Affairs, uh, entirely different set of rules and laws there. Do you think the government will go and constitute some real-time database like SECC, which, uh, and will it be acceptable to uh, all the parties politically? How do you see the way forward going ahead in this tough scenario? If we can touch this aspect and also your way forward in two, two minutes each. If you'd like to add anything, Ajay sir. Yeah, I think that's a good question. If they want to kind of uh, quickly reflect that way forward, obviously I think Arjun, we are where we are really stuck. I mean, apart from the question of economic policy, I think where we have failed is that uh, the conscience of uh, upper caste, caste Hindus in this country has remained completely untouched by this kind of massive social discrimination we have all around us. How do you do that? Gandhi tried in his own way, but I don't think we have succeeded as long as caste Hindus. So one of the important things this caste census can do is that you know it can at least lay bare the bare facts before caste Hindus of how much disproportionate social privileges they have enjoyed all through. And then we will have, I think, more uh, ethical, I don't know where political and social power is going to come for that, but at least an ethical discourse where you, so you no know, caste Hindus can no longer you know, argue for merit and things like that in an indiscriminate manner. So with that, I think has been our major failure. I don't know if uh, Abdul and uh, Sujata would like to address this. Will this in any way caste census help in pushing back caste Hindus to become little more self-reflective and accommodative. That is the question that we might, along with the question of economic policy that we're raising. So one minute each, and then we'll wind up. Uh, so in the same order, we'll ask Abdul to go first, and then Sujata and Sarita. I would say, yes, there are practical problems. Uh, but as far as OBC count is there, then I don't think that uh, there would, uh, would be operational difficulty, because as I said, that. Uh, there is uh, only the requirement of adding one column to it because already we are counting SCs and STs. And uh, we have a central list. So as far as uh, identification of OBC from uh, a different state would, would not uh, pose a serious threat because uh, if we conduct the OBC count on central list, that would be fine. So yes, I do agree with you that uh, there are practical problems and, uh, because of the pandemic and all. But still, as far as uh, though I say that, uh, you know, all caste census should be done. But even if government agrees to OBC count, then it is very easy for them. There is no operational, uh, additional opera operational cost involved. Yeah, Sujata. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, what way you conduct the data and uh, how you do people, they don't matter. It doesn't matter to us. But uh, the first government should accept and agree, and then everything can go well. So, VMIS data, this data, and we are not bothered. And I'm sure and I'm saying that through statewide, if we can do, it is very easy because states are already doing having a data for policies and that can, I, I agree. The OBC bill has already given it to states to kind of collect yeah, it. Yeah. So in the one sense, it's a good move, I think, to lay responsibility yes. where people can more directly question rather than having centers, which is very difficult yes. to communicate. So in that sense, it's a good thing to give states the responsibility. So Chandan? 
I guess where there is a will, there is a way. As Abdul yeah. has rightly pointed out, the EWS bill was passed in 48 hours. Where all interest converged and the bill was passed hurriedly, what amendment of the constitution without any credible data and other things. So as I said, there has to be intent. And I see if we can have an RC data in place with this uh, modern age technology and the research and software, everything, and it's very easy. And but I'm sure once for and all, 1931, data and it should be done by credible organization so that the data which comes out is credible, comprehensive. When I say comprehensive, each and every person of this country should be counted along with their uh, parameters with Joapura socio-economic caste senses of each and every individual that uh, not uh, not excluding anyone it should be inclusive all sorts of inclusive data so for once for and all there is no heartburn there is no amnesty exists I am better off I know why I'm being thrown out why I'm getting out of this policy I'll be content with my life so it is it is in the best interest, uh, interest for the nation building. It will create a, some sort of a brotherhood. It will create a, some sort of a social capital, which is in the interest and justice for each and every citizen of this country. Yes, but I doubt Chandan if this government is serious of implementing EWS also. They are, you know, this government has been only about gimmick. Even EWS, I don't think they are sincere. If you look no, I always at, say even, Professor and professors have EWS. How can there be EWS once you are associate professor? So, Ajay, there is a. I always say, no, in Lutians, there is a lack of social diversity in policy making and policy execution. Uh, so, bring out those diversity, uh, census uh, will happen in 2048 hours. So, you know, the people, those who are at the helm of the affairs, then, uh, I mean, uh, as I said, people from across uh, ideological color or sections uh, they are on the same page on this idea mm -hmm. so so that is where i am saying so once their intent is very clear and the government and the government is very important like uh, we i mean uh, in 2011 i don't know what happened what kind of data was some uh, some suggest ki this data is of only uh, highlighting the names it was being circulated i don't know nothing is official about it but uh, people they say there are some bit of logistics problem how to uh, how to you know basically one caste is being known some subcast ko kaise karenge and all those things these are i don't think say these are only uh, showing a lack of intent uh, i mean if they can the whole entire government can collect nrc data and collect all those papers what stops i mean we have already done in 1931 you have to already uh, carried from there and with the I mean, with, with the lot of technology software and everything in place I don't see it's an issue it's a lack of intent and people have to agree as they said there has to be a sense of agreement I said um, the ruling elite of this country is against OBC count to the public intellectuals so that intent that hardly I see a lot of writings and that is not there so as long as so everything, then you will have a, some sort of here though the other bottleneck. 
okay we'll do it through rural development minister and then you will say this uh, rural development ministry was not the authorized agency to conduct the cuts it's a rest as rightly pointed by arjun it's a restart of uh, census that conducts uh, like in us world over is uh, decadal census is being conducted us is done with so what stops india from doing that are are we lagging behind or there is a, i mean it, there is a total lack of intent from the entire uh, ruling elites yeah and, i think that way your party made a good beginning in punjab i think that's a big uh, big change hope we move more and more yeah i mean in that sense there is no lack of intent from my party i am not just getting <laughs> but yes what i said ki my party has also to i mean you know if if the if if, you know, like if if six of us are supposed to take decisions Uh, so uh, five of disagree then it will be very difficult for anyone to take decision so that is what is happening with the, the government of india decision making body so there is a lack of total social diversity in decision making process at the key departments and the key positions so i once again thank all three of you for this wonderful interaction and now over to arjun for a formal vote of thanks Sir Abdul sir wanted to make some point. Abdul sir. Yeah, I want to make one clarification that uh, Ajay sir was saying that EWS government is not uh, willing to implement it. It's already implemented and posts were filled, but they passed it. They passed it in so hurry that they could not think that what will happen under certain categories. For example, associate professor. So if you provide EWS quota at associate professor stage, he will not be able to because his salary is so. So yeah. I think this was implemented or it was drafted in so much haste that that they were more interested in you know vote bank politics. They wanted to you know assuage the feeling of the upper caste sections uh, because the इससे पहले वो रोसर सिस्टम आया था आपको याद होगा thirteen point रोसर सिस्टम आया था जब ओबीसी सेक्शन ने थोड़ा सा प्रोटेस्ट किया तो उसको बदलना पड़ा और उसके मुकाबले में इनको रिजर्वेशन देना पड़ा तो बहुत ईस्ट में आया था और बहुत सारी यूनिवर्सिटी में अपॉइंटमेंट हुए और मैं आपके थोड़ा सा बताना चाहूंगा कि बहुत जगह जो इसका कट ऑफ है यानी जो मेरिट है वो ईडब्ल्यूएस की वो ओबीसी से नीचे है बहुत जगह लगातार हमारा सेंटर में कुछ सेंटर में Once they top, then people say, why do they need reservation? If they don't do well, then they say merit नहीं है तो reservation. So the argument cuts both ways for caste in this. Yeah, yeah, that's that. That's also gives you more reason to have a caste census based on that. Hmm. <laughs> Hopefully, it would be faster <laughs> through caste census. So thanks and Arjun. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So let me just briefly, uh, quickly. Uh, Give the vote of thanks on behalf of Impre Center for Human Dignity and Development. Uh, I thank all of you for joining us today for our the State of Human Dignity and Development hashtag Inclusive Development series. And today on the panel discussion on caste census, why the delay? We thank all of you for joining this very enriching deliberation today. Uh, so depthful. Uh, so we are very thankful to all of our panelists today for joining us today evening and spending the time. Professor Sujata, ma'am, Dr. Chandan sir, Abdul sir, and uh, our moderator, Dr. Ajay Vidhavarthi sir, for making this so enriching, and we all learned a lot. So, and uh, for all of the participants also here and on Facebook, it has gone really wild. Many people reacting. Thanks to Chandan sir. Uh, uh, so, thank you everyone for tuning in here today, and those who will be watching 
uh, it later on YouTube or uh, listen to or uh, any of the podcast. We'll also be coming with event report and what the outcome should look like. So thank you everyone for joining in and I wish you a very good evening. Thank you. We hope okay. you thank you very much for taking up all these important issues regularly. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Ajay. Thank you. Bye, Sujata. Bye, bye. 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 B